We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Sometimes the fake news is so obvious, they tell you exactly what they're doing. Here is MSNBC reporting on the recent misdemeanor indictment of Ray Epps. They report it, and of course, we're all conspiracy theorists, and now that he is being charged with one little misdemeanor, they give you the conclusion that they want you to draw. They don't let you just draw that conclusion, they, they just tell you exactly what they as propagandists are reporting and how they're spinning it. I know that makes, doesn't make sense. Let me just play it for you so you can see what I mean. A single charge was filed against Ray Epps, a man who was the subject of several January 6th related conspiracy theories. That's right. Uh, Jose, Ray Epps has been kind of a boogeyman uh, in certain right-wing circles because the conspiracy theory arose that he must have been a government operative because he was seen in videos exhorting people to go into the Capitol, but then he was taken down from an FBI webpage and he was never charged. Well, today he was charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct and a criminal information would suggest that he's going to plead guilty. Uh, he, he never entered the Capitol. He's not charged with violence, uh, but he has said he is, was not a federal informant. And in fact, he is suing five Fox News and Tucker Carlson for defamation. And now that he's been charged with a federal crime, it, it really does suggest that there's no merit to the idea that he was acting on behalf of the federal government on January 6th. That wasn't subtle at all, now was it? MSNBC saying, you know, Ray Epps, the one that certain right-wing conspiracy theorists said must have been a Fed. Well, now he's been indicted, so don't think he's a Fed anymore. Too many people were saying he's a Fed. Let's just give him a little Mickey Mouse misdemeanor indictment. Let everybody know that he didn't enter the Capitol. Therefore, the, all those rumors are fake. And, he, and, and conspiracy nonsense. He is not a federal operative. I love how MSNBC tries to do the thinking for its low IQ audience. Now, I know there's a lot of college educated, uh, educated people that listen to MSNBC. But college educated doesn't mean smart, intelligent, or have that you have critical thinking skills. As unfortunately, I'm sure you've seen a whole bunch of videos and things on the internet that let you know exactly how lack, how much a lack of critical thinking skills are required on college campuses today. As a matter of fact, they want you just to be a sheep and to go along with whatever. Anyway, here's really what's going on with the whole Ray Epps indictment the other day. Ray Epps, the Arizona man instigating the January 6th riots on behalf of the federal government, has been charged with one misdemeanor count in connection to the insurrection. Epps was charged with a count of disorderly or disruptive conduct on restrictive grounds, according to court records. Ray Epps is someone who was present on January 6th. He was there the night evening before. He can be seen on video um, urging the night before saying we might need to storm the Capitol. We, you know, we we got to be planned, planned and prepared to go in. Even some other um, uh, 
conservative activists, people around him, start saying, no, we're not going to do that. You're a fed, fed. fed. If you're saying, telling us to do that, yeah. you're a fed. Um, on the actual January 6th day, I don't think he went necessarily into the Capitol. He's being charged with being on, like, restricted ground or something like that. Um, Tucker Carlson and others have um, suggested that he was a government plant to encourage January 6th people to go into the Capitol and get them in trouble the way that you know, entrapment sometimes works for the government. You know, the government agents, some you know, contact young Muslim men and try to get them to agree to do a terrorist plot. Um, the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapped the governor of Michigan. The kidnapping plot was substantially. Everybody involved in it were paid informants. They were paid to progress it to a point at which they could be charged. So that does happen. So it's not it's not crazy. Sure. The the idea and the mainstream media is going to automatically dismiss this idea because they don't understand that these things actually do happen. All of that said, no evidence has been presented whatsoever that he is uh, that he was working for the government or any, anything of that nature. But the evidence was the 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 tacit as the soft evidence was, was that, that they he had hadn't not been charged. charged. Yeah. So now he is charged. So I'm seeing this both ways. Yeah. Um, Lots of mainstream people are saying, well, this should debunk the theory once and for all. Your idea was he's not being charged. He's being protected because he was secretly working with the government, so they're not going to charge him. They're saying, well, now he's being charged, so you can't say that anymore. But I, on the other hand, I'm seeing plenty of conservative people saying, well, they're charging him, but with this you know, very, very slight little little charge. And right. so that's, that's, to, you know, that's a cover story, right. basically. So, for example, Charlie Kirk of Turning Points USA tweeted in response just a few minutes ago, not suspicious at all. Nearly three years after January 6th, Ray Epps is finally charged with disorderly conduct. That's right. The man who yelled for people to storm the Capitol, who was videotaped multiple times actually trying to incite a riot, somehow avoids seditious conspiracy with no terrorism enhancement, while people who never enter the Capitol are running away in a D.C. jail. Everything is on the level, folks. So, I, I don't know. Should they, yeah. should they have thrown the book at him? Um. Oh, I don't know. He's instigating the day before, the night before, the day of. Telling people to go in. He's violently pushing stuff. And he gets this little slap on the wrist. Several years later, when Enrique Tario is looking at 22 years, wasn't even on the Capitol grounds, wasn't even in D.C. Real quick here, let me uh, look at where, we at, where we're at as of the time I'm recording this when it comes to how much money is raised uh, for the Tario family. Uh, we are looking as of Friday, $96,864. We're just... A little over three thousand shy of the Tario family hitting the hundred thousand dollars that they need, uh, so that Patrick Byrne can match the other hundred thousand. They can have the two hundred thousand they need for the family fund and for uh, proper representation and other things that they need to get this story out. So, give send go. The link will continue to be down below until we hit that. Enrique Tario, yeah, not just him and other proud boys as well getting the book thrown at them. But what's happening to Ray Epps here? Yeah, the slightest, the slightest of slaps on the wrist. No evidence has been presented that he is a government asset. I understand the theory. I don't think the theory is ridiculous because, as I've described, there are other cases of government agents behaving in exactly this way. I don't instinctively trust law enforcement or government agents. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say 
Um, you know, so he's being charged. It's a it's a very light charge. He's going to plead guilty. That's that's the way it's working here because it was he's being charged on information. That means he's going to plead guilty to whatever it is. It's going to be a very light sentence. You know, nobody's throwing the book at him. Um, he's not getting a 30-year terror enhancement, even though he did. He is caught on tape saying, advocating for people to go into the Capitol, that we will have to go into the Capitol. So, you know, I, I, I see why people are going to say, you know, the way they, they threw the book at the Proud Boys leaders, including Tar Enrique Tari, who wasn't even there, say he helped organize this mm -hmm. terrorist attack, and that's why he has to languish in prison for 30 years. But there's a guy who was actually there the night before who told people to go in, they did go in, and he's getting a, the, the kind of minor trespassing charge. What do we know about— Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. Now, that was The Hill, which is not a right-of-center organization. That's their show, uh, Rising, uh, The Hill TV. And I thought they gave a more fair assessment. Like, th th this is a crazy thing. And maybe some of you, like myself, were fight the power, don't trust the government liberals in the past. And it's so funny to me. I've got friends from my Berkeley days, from living in the Bay Area, that that literally when I was supporting Trump and then I, I you know, I be, James became black sort of patriot online. They're like, dude, you sold out. You totally sold out. How can you not a Democrat? I'm like, dude, I didn't sell out. I'm the same James that was fight the power. Remember when we didn't trust the government? We didn't trust the CIA. We didn't trust the machine. And then now you you trust them like yes i'm going to get jabbed up because they told me to yes uh, president trump is a bad guy because the cia said he's a bad guy i mean seriously so law enforcement says that ray epps is not one of theirs so we're supposed to believe them absolutely crazy well look not everyone is falling for this including people in dc let me play this uh to you this is congressman eli crane of Arizona. This is what he thinks and feels and believes about Ray Epps. This is Jordan Conradson with the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with Congressman Eli Crane from Arizona. So, Representative Crane, I want to talk a little bit about January 6th. You know, we've seen the footage. We're starting to get a better idea of what happened. And this Ray Epps, you know, he gets a misdemeanor for the disorderly conduct of beating police officers, leading people into the Capitol. Why is he getting preferential treatment over other J6 defendants who are still rotting in prison? Well, sadly, Jordan, I think he's getting preferential treatment because he was actually, I believe he's working with our government. Um, and that's kind of how this town works. That's how this town works. That's how DC works. If you're an insider, if you're in the government, if you're uh, in the ruling, uh, on the ruling power or working for the ruling uh, party or power, it, it's immunity, right? You you get to commit crimes or they cover for you or you are working on their behalf. I mean, look at just Hunter Biden. Look at every single corrupt thing that we have seen with this illegitimate regime. I know some of you are tired of my introduction, but I really don't plan on, and some of you love it. I, I You can't make everyone happy, but I want it to be in your consciousness that Joe Biden is a fake president. The elections of 2020 were stolen. And we are dealing with that because that has not been corrected. And they're doing everything to keep that lie going, including villainizing people in, they're languishing in prison. They're rotting away in prison over all of this uh, protesting over a stolen election.
They have to villainize the thought that Joe Biden is illegitimate. And so that's, I don't see, I mean, some of the folks that are just getting railroaded for, you know, even walking through the Capitol and then you see this guy on video repeatedly instigating, stirring up the crowd, telling people, oh, we got to go inside the building while, while people are chanting fed, fed, fed. I mean, especially after you, you know, see, uh, you know, some of the results of uh, what, what happened in, in Michigan with the, uh, the Whitmer attempted kidnapping, right? right? Um, it's just, it's, it's one more reason why the American people don't trust um, the FBI or this government. And it's, uh, I, I think it's pretty pathetic. Of course, Representative Crane doesn't think it's pathetic that people do not trust the FBI or the government. It's pathetic and sad that we have gotten to a point where distrust of the FBI and the government is founded, that we've that we slipped uh, this far. Before I go back to playing the, the last part of what Eli uh, Crane says, representative from Arizona in developing this, just want you to know that the audio is just, it's, it's not our fault, the audio is, is Jordan Conradson just there with his microphone and a camera and the uh, South Little Wonky. But I think when you have someone from D.C., that actually understands what's going on as an insider and as one of us, it merits uh, listening to, even if the audio isn't perfect. I think the FBI right now, with the leadership that it has, is it, it's a massive problem. And in, in a way, it is a threat to the American people because I think that they've become uh, super partisan. I, it's clear to me that um, there's two sets of uh, justice within the FBI, they'll, they'll go after certain people um, like myself and other people that have conservative views and values, um, and then clearly they give passes to uh, to the other side. And so I, I think the American people are increasingly waking up to that reality, and you know, that's scary, man. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day that I lived in a country where you know, the FBI had become partisan and justice is no longer blind, but that, that is what we see in this country right now. It is very sad that we have gotten to this point. I want to play uh, a few clips for you from U.S. Representative uh, Victoria Sparks. She's a Republican uh, from Indiana. And when they had Merrick Garland up on the Hill a couple days ago, she really laid into him and she talked about this idea of us fearing the FBI. Now, what makes uh, Representative Victoria Sparks's comments that you're about to hear very poignant and very, uh, very strong is that she lived in Ukraine and former the, Sov- the former Soviet bloc where people there lived in fear of their version of the FBI, which at the time was the KGB. And she's very impassioned about where our country is under the DOJ led by Merrick Garland and the Marxists currently in D.C. and at the uh, Department of Justice. And of course, the FBI is part of the DOJ. Attorney General, you had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in very similar country, Ukraine now, and when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. 
But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that? Are you aware of that? I'm just saying, are you aware or not? Uh, I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, it's that... It's not attacks. Well, let me, let me give you an example. I don't know we talk what... about January 6th. People. I'm sorry? Yeah, there are some people came on January 6th. There are probably were some people that came on January 6th here, you know, that had bad intent. You know, like Ray Epps and the other operatives, the other plants. Those people had bad intent. They had intent to entrap people and give a false narrative of January 6th. But she's not talking about those people. She's talking about the good people that came to just protest and now are being villainized and made enemies of by the Department of Justice and the FBI. And people are afraid of being victims of this type of persecution by the American KGB. But a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call, call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government. And I'll share some other things. We're talking about justice system. I don't question. You're probably not a bad person. I don't know you. Oh, Merrick Garland is a bad person. He's an evil, wicked, vile person. I don't know him, but I judge him by his actions. And he's a liar. He's committed perjury. And he is persecuting and prosecuting innocent Americans, silencing them and being the enforcement arm of an illegitimate president which makes him, by extension, an illegitimate attorney general. But we understand the representative's point here. She doesn't know him personally. And she wants him to understand how we Americans feel and are afraid of the Department of Injustice. But what I'll tell you, you're in charge of the department. And people right now feel... You know, I look at Durham report and I call on the FISA violations of queries of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB, but when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice, you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel, and then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then, let's extend slow walk investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter, everything is slow walk. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow walk. Then, by the time, you know, that investigation ended, statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So no one held accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report. When I read with them, I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. This is my frustration. I'll be honest with you. Then it's very interesting, you know, regardless what it is, even people in Obama administration raise concerns. You know, how can President Sands be serving on, you know, 
corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs. Do you understand that it actually can undermine the one Ukrainian effort and policy? I think these concerns were raised. The Obama administration didn't do anything about it. These people are dying right now, and Americans don't trust this president. So you, I want to ask you one thing. You know, as you, you know, I don't need answer because I know you're not going to, but I think you're probably a good American and you care. And a lot of these people are so afraid they cover up this stuff, I think, in your department because they're embarrassed that what we became as a country to say that what our Department of Justice became. That allows Russians to do propaganda in Chinese. It allows them to destabilize our country. That is danger to our republic. It is significant danger. And I have just one more question from you. You know, I mean, I agree on corporate crimes and FISA stuff, even with Democrats, that we need to do a better job. One more question for you. Do you believe that, you know, you talk about rights to vote, but do you believe that only U.S. citizens should be voting in this election and doing anything to make sure that only eligible people vote in elections? Yes and yes. Okay, I would like to see that what you do. Thank you. Neil back. Wow, the, uh, the passion there can be felt. The FBI in America is the KGB of the Soviets. And then a very interesting line of questioning. She wanted to get him on the record. Should only citizens be voting? But that's where we're at. She's got her finger on the pulse of what real Americans feel like. Even some honorable Democrats in the Obama administration were like, this doesn't look good. We need to stop this. And it wasn't stopped. And it's come back to bite Biden in the ass and will be what they use to get him out. Remember, with these people, it's all about control and blackmail. And they're controlling Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden knows, maybe not now with his dementia, Alzheimer's, or whatever other cognitive issues, age-related or otherwise, that he has. He may not be aware of it now, but he's very much aware that this election was stolen for him. As I played, as I play for you as the intro and outro of every episode. Okay, continuing with our uh, January 6th uh, and January 6th related coverage. Uh, a few days ago, a, a journalist, a North Carolina independent journalist, was uh, arrested. His name is Stephen Ethan Horn, 25 of Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh is a wonderful town. I haven't been there in years. Wow. Went there with, uh, as a newlywed, wow, almost 27 years ago, with my wife uh, and uh, my father. And we have a cousin area. Great town. Big hug. Anyone from Raleigh listening to this or watching this, put in the comment down below. Big hug to you. I just remembered what a nice time that was. But uh, if you're from Raleigh, one of your own, Stephen Ethan Horn, 25, was found guilty by a U.S. District Court judge of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, violent entry and disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. The jury deliberated less than 90 minutes after a three-day trial before U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly. Uh, he'll be sentenced on January 10th, 2024. Uh he said he was at the Capitol on January 6th to document the events as a journalist, not to protest. Now, what's very interesting about Mr. Stephen Horn is that he caught this following footage that if you've been watching January 6th footage, you will have seen before. Very, very damning footage 
of law enforcement there on the Capitol on January 6th. That's right. It was independent journalist Stephen Horn who had videotaped this man, who we now know to be Derek uh, Vargo, being pushed off of these Capitol stairs by Officer Bryant Williams. And they just threw the book at this independent journalist. Derek Vargo has come forward as the man pushed off of a staircase by a Capitol Police on January 6th. Vargo can be seen climbing up the outside of a staircase on the west side of the Capitol with the Trump flag. Vargo's flag is pulled inside the staircase, but he is pushed off by a Capitol Police officer in a blue motorcycle helmet and a black balaclava. Vargo fell 20 to 30 feet to the ground below. He broke both of his legs and was carried off on an improvised stretcher. This incident played into the first breach into the U.S. Capitol building just 11 minutes later. Yeah, Stephen Horn was one of the people that had recorded this. The, the original, the, the first footage I showed you looks like it was from one of the Capitol cameras that was released later. But the initial showing of this footage that was out there on the internet in 2021 was Stephen Horn. Here's one of his uh, tweets from 2021. A yet unidentified man was carried off the structure at the Capitol riot after a three times four time, three, three by four times his height off of a staircase. I slowed down four different angles of video and it appears that he was pushed by a U.S. Capitol Police officer in a motorcycle helmet. Obviously, you can see that he was doing that. And then uh, in subsequent tweets, Stephen Horn had broken it down. After officers attempted to strike spray and grab Varga, he turns around and begins heading back towards the bottom of the staircase. Just then, the video shows Officer Williams, we now know who the officer was, stepping forward and pushing Vargo off the staircase. Now, in his continued reporting on this uh, a while back, Stephen uh, also reports that this was the things that instigated the actual breach of the Capitol. When Vargo hits the ground, there's an immediate reaction in the crowd below as many witness the incident and believe the police officer is responsible. Just after Vargo is carried away on a piece of fencing, the police on the staircase retreat. Um, and it shows that the people got riled up. Shortly after Vargo is carried off on an improvised structure, the police retreat to the top of the staircase as people throw objects from the ground below. The people were reacting to... Officer Williams pushing the uh, uh, Mr. Vargo. You see, Mr. Vargo was actually retreating in that moment, and, he, and that's why he was with one hand, and he got pushed off. Now, when we uh, go down a little bit later, um, Stephen Horn says that this was the uh, this was the incident that kind of sparked things a few minutes later. So, a guy who exposed. A journalist who exposed what was the, the, the malfeasance of police has the book thrown at him, but an actual operative, Ray Epps, gets nothing but a slap on the wrist. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 